Hello, welcome to Helen Talks Who. I'm Helen and today I'm talking about Blink. Now this episode is consistently voted as one of the best um, in post-2005 Doctor Who. It is a really great episode. It's not, um, it's not overrated in terms of its quality. Um, I would question, like, now watching it, you know, for what is probably the tenth time at least, I would question whether it deserves the accolades it gets for being one of the best Doctor Who episodes ever. But that's mainly because it it doesn't feel like a Doctor Who episode. You know, the Doctor's barely in it. It, um, it doesn't have most of the kind of um the usual things that a Doctor Who episode will have. Um this isn't a bad thing. Um it is good to have these more experimental episodes. Um one thing I'm gonna do in this episode is I'm gonna sort of draw some comparisons with Love and Monsters and if you remember back to my episode of talking about love and monsters you'll remember how much i like that episode um so it's good to have some of these like slightly different episodes um but yeah it's not you know it's not a typical dot two episode and that's a good thing um so a few kind of overall things about this episode that really work um and and make it really good Firstly, the time loop plotting. The time loop kind of stuff that's done here. Is time loop the right word for it? I've, I've used time loop in all of my notes and now I'm just questioning myself because that's normally like a Groundhog Day thing, isn't it? Um, this is more um, circular logic because it's not a paradox, I don't think, because um, because it all works out, because it all you know, fits together. It would have been a paradox if Sally hadn't have been able to hand her notes to the Doctor. Um, so, yeah, the circular logic... I'm going to continue using the word time loop, sorry. Um, yeah, that's plotted very, very well. There's no loose threads, and it's laid out very clearly. It's very easy to follow exactly what is happening, even though you have this quite complex... Uh, circular logic going on there are a few unseen parts um like we don't know what exactly happened when martha and the doctor landed in west drumlins and got touched by the angel and and ended up back in 1969 like we don't know if if they were deliberately landing there or if um or if it was one of those things where the tardis take them off course or whatnot we also don't really know how long they're in 1959 all we get about them being in 1969 is um we know that we know that they must be there for a few months because martha said she's having to work in a shop so that they've got money to sort of like survive um but yeah that would be a really interesting um story to actually find out what happened in 1969 for for them um that that would be an interesting uh fill in the blank story but poor martha <laughs> like she like she says she signed up to travel 
through time and space and she ends up stuck for several months in 1969 having to you know yet again work in the background and support the doctor um she yeah martha deserves more martha really does deserve a better uh traveling experience with the doctor but back to blink um these unseen parts where we don't find out exactly what happens with Martha and the Doctor, it makes sense because we are very much seeing the story from Sally's point of view. Um, the other thing that makes this episode still very fun to watch and, 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 and a great episode is that it's still genuinely creepy. Um, I deliberately watched it in the middle of the day mainly because um recently i played the lonely assassins phone game i don't know if anyone else has has played that it's it's very good i'd recommend it um but the concept without spoilers the concept is that you find larry nightingale's phone and then osgood starts contacting you about strange things at wester drumling so it is you know it's a weeping angel thing um and yeah i was playing that and I had my headphones on um, because it recommended having your headphones on and I was playing it late at night and there was a jump scare and that made me throw my phone across the room which um, yeah <laughs> um, it was a really excellent game but it did creep me out um, I struggled to get to sleep uh, after that and I deliberately uh, finished playing the game in, in you know full daylight the next day um so the weeping angels they're still very creepy um and they're still creepy in this in particular um the real life statue thing at the end it's it's slightly corny now but i do remember seeing that in 2007 and it really worked on me as like a 13 year old that thing of imagine that every statue could be a weeping angel like that did actually really work um one of those things that doesn't work quite so well once you're an adult and a bit more rational but um I do like that kind of stuff where it's like Doctor Who could be real um yeah certainly as a teenager I I, I love that kind of stuff um I also I really like the kind of the challenge of the episode to to not blink, particularly when um at sort of the climax of the episode when Larry and Sally are going down to the basement and there's all the angels and it it really challenges you to join in with them and and not blink and it makes you conscious like of when you do inevitably blink because it's a very hard thing not to do it makes you conscious that you would fail here and and i and i do like that um deep breath in peter capaldi's era does a similar thing um i I really like it it's almost it almost makes it like an interactive episode almost um so yeah those are those are the bits of this episode that i think still really work the next thing I want to talk about is um, I want to co- do some comparisons with Love and Monsters because 
both Love and Monsters and Blink are these kind of experimental episodes where the Doctor isn't really present. So instead we have ordinary people kind of intersecting with the Doctor and seeing what happens. Um, I find it interesting. Um, I, I do find it interesting from a production point of view why they have these episodes of being able to um, shoot several episodes at the same time by you know having this individual cast for an episode like Blink and only needing one or two days with uh, the Doctor and Martha um I I always found that interesting um and we'll see it in the 2008 series where we have literally a Doctor light episode and a companion light episode that um that that were filmed at the same time um and like i've said a few times i i like when doctor who does something a little bit experimental it does these are the episodes that you know that you remember more so i've got a few kind of points of comparison um firstly like why is this episode a thing and why is this episode a Doctor Who episode? Um, in Love and Monsters, it's um, specifically the Doctor that Elton and the other members of Linda are looking for. And that kind of sparks off everything that happens. Uh, whereas in Blink, it's the, it's the angels being present. Um, the Doctor is actually only involved in Blink because he gets caught by the angels himself. Um, and this kind of premise of the two episodes, it kind of, um, it shows that they kind of have different, um, different points in, in a way. The point of Love and Monsters, as, um, as I've talked a lot about previously, is to show the dangers of getting involved with the Doctor. Um, I think Love and Monsters, kind of utilizes the external perspective the idea that we're seeing the doctor through a character that is not the doctor or his companion we're seeing these ordinary people and what they think of the doctor i think love and monsters kind of utilizes that a bit better than blink um because the doctor and rose they're sort of slightly more embedded into that story even though they don't uh appear but they're more embedded in that story because the point of the story is to tell us something about the Doctor and to tell us about what it means to travel with him. Whereas Blink, in contrast, the point of the episode of Blink is to showcase the Weeping Angels. It's really, um, it's the Weeping Angels episode. Um, it, it's the Aliens episode. It's not the doctor's episode um and yeah the whole idea of like the time loop and the circular logic in blink it to showcase that concept of um the weeping angels you know zapping their victim back in time and that element is what allows us to have the time loop stuff because it allows you know us to have the neat things where sally gets the letter from Kathy as Kathy disappears and where um you know you get 
I think my favourite line in the episode is uh is is when Sally goes to see Billy in the hospital and and um he says you know it was raining when we met and she goes it was it's the same rain. I th- I think that's possibly my favourite line in the episode. Uh, which leads on nicely to um, both Blink and Love and Monsters do a very good job with the one-off characters. Now, Sally's a bit pretentious, um, was was my thought watching it this time. I think I loved her as a teenager. I, I think that, I think I possibly wrote down that her famous quote of the sad is happy for deep people. I'm, I'm pretty sure I wrote that quote down um as a as a ooh that's a that's a neat thing. Um but looking at it now as an adult I'm like, yeah, you're a little bit pretentious, love. But we do recognise her as she's very much a, you know, companion type character. She has that kind of curiosity there. Sorry. <clears throat> she has that uh kind of curiosity and she asks the cat the questions that we want to ask as the audience um for instance the uh the fact that she actually goes to the police i know that sort of um she's given that idea by the guy in the video shop but um but still um and the fact that the last scene in the episode it's you know it's a year later and she's still dwelling on on the adventure, she's still wondering about how the Doctor knows to set everything up. Because um, that's exactly, one hopes, the, the sort of thought that you would have in a, in, in a kind of Doctor Who adventure. Um, and then for the side characters, for um, Larry, Kathy and, and Billy, they all have a very kind of realistic interactions with Sally um throughout the episode you you really get the sense that like Sally and Kathy are friends that have been friends for ages um you see Sally flirting with Billy and does she actually flirt with Larry I don't I'm not I'm not sure she does actually but you know what I mean they've got um they've got very good uh, interactions which ensure that when you know when Larry's in danger or when Kathy and Billy are zapped back back to the past that it does you know hit emotionally um, and that's something that Love and Monsters does very well as as well with the whole dynamic between the members of Linda um, making it you know ma- making your kind of heart ache for this little family community thing that gets broken up now, for me, Love and Monsters, I think, has a slightly deeper emotional resonance in general. And I think that's partly, partly because it is, you know, telling us something about the Doctor and the Companion. Um, and, and partly, I think, Elton's kind of final speech. I, I know I talked a lot in in my Love and Monsters episode about how much that resonates with me. For Blink, it's an excellent episode. Like, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, lovely, creepy, great concept. 
But whenever I watch Blink, there's a part of my brain going, this is very clever, isn't it? Um, for the whole thing. <laughs> and that's not always the reaction I want to a, Doctor, to a Doctor Who episode. It's like, it takes me outside the story a little bit. Um, and yeah, I, for Blink, I can't, I, I struggle to turn that part of my brain off. Um, I don't know if that's a me thing or if that's something that other people experience as well. I don't know if, because I, I do love a good bit of like circular logic and stuff. But then, so when I was rewatching uh, the 2006 series, I also, um, I reread one of the books with the 10th Doctor and Rose called The Stone Rose. It's probably one of my favourite of the Doctor Who uh, books um, and the concept is um, that the Doctor and Rose go back in time to the Roman time and they go back in time because Mickey finds a statue in the British Museum that is of Rose like an old Roman statue where Rose is the model so they zip off back to the Roman times and there's a bunch of stuff with like circular logic of why the statue there and I'm I'm trying not to spoil it because like it's a really good book but my point is like reading that book I didn't have that oh this is very clever thing in in the back of my head I could just sort of dive into the story and that has the same thing of like the circular logic stuff so maybe it is something about this episode that I don't know. Yeah, switches on that that part of my brain that's going that's just admiring the construction of it rather than just, you know, going with the story. Who knows? Let's talk about whether this episode is a coincidence cause or catalyst. Uh because the circular logic makes this an interesting question. Um, because it makes it a bit harder to tell. Now, I think I'm going to go... I think I'm actually going to go with coincidence, because although it feels like the Doctor is causing stuff, he's only reacting to what has already happened. Um, And... We we know from the episode that the Weeping Angels, they're already there. We've, you know, we see Billy's collection of abandoned cars that show that they've been making people disappear for quite a while. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with coincidence. Um, there's possibly an element of why is Sally caught up in it, but... I don't think it's the doctor causing that. If if anything, it's Sally causing that by going and visiting the creepy old house. Like, don't go and visit the creepy old house, Sally. Come on. Um, but yeah. Thank you very much for listening. I have an email address for this podcast. If anyone would like to get in contact or have any commentary, I'd love to hear from you. The email address is helentalkswho at gmail.com. Uh, next time I'll be watching Utopia, so we'll have an episode that actually has the Doctor and Martha doing more stuff, and we also have the return of Captain Jack, so that'll be good. See ya!